Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Thinking Outside the Box, with our guest, Ola. Thank you for being here today. Would you please introduce yourself? I'm Taba Johnson. I'm Mechanical Engineering Manager at Intel Corporation. I recently transferred from being an individual contributor, mechanical engineer, materials, process engineering, and I now manage a team of seven engineers in the U.S. with dotted line to a team in Mexico. And we're responsible for thermomechanical solutions and retention mechanisms. So think about it as the ship and the silicon being the engine, but we're the rest of the we're the rest of the vehicle that helps it attain whatever crazy speeds it needs to get to. I originally I'm from Nigeria, so I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. Attended the University of Lagos. Started out my academic career wanting to go to med school. I started with a degree in microbiology, moved to the U.S. in 2002, attended the University of Utah, somewhere in the midst of pursuing a degree in med as an orthopedic surgeon during the application process and the volunteering and the surgical rounds. I found that my actual passion was engineering. So did a 180 <laughs> and then that's when I enrolled at Santa Clara University with a master's degree in biomedical engineering. Worked in Silicon Valley for a number of startups, scientific instrumentation, and then ended up in Oregon when I was recruited by Intel, working on artificial inference cards and their Xeon data center. So that pretty much sums it up to what I've done up till now. Yeah, that's a very interesting story, and it leads into the first question of why did you choose this career? That's an interesting question. I was looking for an opportunity to be able to apply problem solving to human issues, right? So I've always been mechanically inclined. I've always been artistically inclined. The field of engineering allows me to draw from everything that I know, so whether it be chemistry, chemical compatibilities, materials, understanding things at an empirical level, uh, and then taking that and being able to solve problems. That's what's attracted me to engineering. Plus, I'm a serious gearhead. So that perks both ways. I get to build stuff. I get to figure out how things work. And I get to problem solve. So having transitioned to a manager, however, The focus has now changed in that my passion now is inspiring the next generation of engineers. Um, People come straight out of college. They haven't been taught to think yet. They're not entrenched in how much things cost, schedule, all the bureaucratic nuances that hinder creativity. And it's really nice to be able to talk to people, to brainstorm, because I'm still very technically involved in product development and just see what kind of unbridled wild ideas 
people have because they haven't been taught to think in a box yet. Yeah. Yeah, it will happen, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) What's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? Oh, uh, that the best ideas don't necessarily mean the best product. And oftentimes you you have to learn how to compromise, right? When I was in school, I thought that I was going to go and change the world. Changing the world happens in very small steps. And it's very important to recognize these small steps and to recognize how they add up and to play the long game, basically. Another thing I wish I knew before graduation is that there is no straight path (laughs) to success. Most of the things that will happen in life are all, you have fits and starts. But the most important thing is to focus on what it is that you want and everything else is noise. And be flexible because life will take you different places. Be open to change. Be open to opportunity. Uh, And for me, I think my mentality is that I'm never going to retire because there's a ton of stuff to learn. I could use another lifetime. I totally agree with that. And I think it's important also when you're trying to change the world and do those small steps, that communication is really important to that. Yes, Uh, yes, It's one thing to have a great idea, but you need to share it and communicate it in a way to get others to also support it. Yes, especially those that have the purse strings. Yes, I I traipsed around Silicon Valley and Sand Hill Road trying to pitch an idea that I'd started a surgical tools company out of college, and it was a very good introduction into entrepreneurship, actually getting funding was a very good learning experience. It's one of the things that pushed me to actually come to work to it, work at Intel. Because if I knew then what I know now with regards to motivating teams, securing investments, managing supply chain, and how global supply chains affect what it is that you're trying to do, understanding the lag between introduction, adoption, and then normalization of the product. Those are things I could have used back then. My next question might be related to that story. Recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? Ooh, that would have to be performance management. I run a team. And so my philosophy is that I create engineers that are world-class and can work anywhere they want but they choose to stay. And the biggest, I think, career maturity that I have gone through is having to have tough conversations with people and finding knobs that you can turn to be able to motivate people to care about what they do. Intrinsically, most people care about what they do. I've had to learn how to step into people's lives, essentially, and figure out what else is going on outside of work. I know we like to preach, leave it at the door, blah, blah, blah. But I think my success as a manager and the loyalty that I garner for my team is actually being able to reach in and figure out, okay, what is it that you need so that you can get your work done, right? And it's not just, it's not just for getting the work done. I find that I'm now starting, I'm I find that I have a genuine interest in people and people's lives. And when you present that foot forward, 
you get people that will slog through difficult times for you, with you. Yes, I agree. I think one of my management lessons related to that is that you need to help encourage them to grow. And sometimes that means them scuffing up their knees a little bit and tripping. I think some managers have this tendency that they want to always save the day. And there is a point where you have to make that decision that, yes, I definitely need to intervene now, but not at every single moment. And that's where they can grow. And I think they reward you for not overreaching and micromanaging. And they can see that you care about them and you want them to grow. Yes. One of the things that I focus on very heavily with my team is uh, continuous education. The periodic table looked a lot different when I was in school than it does today. 3D printing just started taking off in, oh, 2010, say. And now you have monocoque chassis that are built entirely on industrial-sized 3D printers. We're looking at technologies that used to be science fiction that are essentially happenstance Today, for me, it's very important to encourage my people not to be stale, right? Because it happens overnight, right? So I push people to go and continue to learn stuff. And like I said, standards change, methods change, manufacturing changes, even the process changes. We see today that AI is infiltrating our operations more and more. And I'm charging people and myself to learn how to automate our processes so that we stay current because the rest of the world is moving and it's moving along fast. Yes. And for a young graduate who's going to be coming out into the workplace, what advice would you impart to them just at the very beginning of their career? Maintain a good balance between not learning how to think rigidly. Stay bright-eyed and build, right? but then learn the processes and how things are executed. Learn how to translate requirements into actionable items. So if I say, build me a box that is three centimeters by two centimeters by a centimeter, you should be asking, okay, what the first question is, what is it for? It's supposed to be um, a support beam under this. Okay, so what does the rest of the structure look like? What is it going to be made of? What are your performance requirements. Basically, that that example was like on a mechanical side of things, but it happens everywhere else. Have active conversations in engaging your leadership and asking, what do you want from me? What does my three-month, six-month year look like? What are the gaps you have in the organization that I can grow to fill? And then keep your eyes open and identify gaps that you can fill that are not otherwise stated, because that's how you build brand and that's how you build relevance And not everybody ends up in leadership, but I think everybody should aspire uh, because ultimately when we hire people and when we bring people into organizations, it's a call for help that we don't know that we are actually advertising. Every single job requisition is a request for assistance by the company asking for someone to come in and do something differently to move us basically either keep us relevant or move us into the future is how I see it. Yeah, I agree. And I think sometimes a young professional thinks that they're applying to a job to do a job, but really the firm is looking to them to add value to get to what you were talking about. 
And I Absolutely. don't necessarily young professionals understand that the company is looking for them to add value. Yeah. And like I said, um, the technologies that the young professionals have been exposed to, they can serve as a bridge to carry us old horses along <laughs> and modernize our thinking. And then the balance is that we're there to be able to steer it guided creativity, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of young people these days have the world that they can help create is unlike anything we've ever seen. The technologies that can come out of young minds, unlike anything that we've ever seen. Major advice to young professionals going into organizations is you are more capable than you know. There are rules to working in a large structured organization don't lose the enthusiasm and make it infectious. For sure. I yeah. think that was all very sage advice for our listeners today. Ola, and thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.